Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It is the JR Sport Brief show on CBS Sports Radio, hanging out with you on a Tuesday night, a Halloween night. A lot of tricks outside, a lot of treats, a lot of trades, a lot of all types of things. Right now, it's a horror show in Arizona. At least the Diamondbacks have been able to put up some runs. The Texas Rangers in the top of the ninth, they lead Arizona 11-5. If Texas holds on, which it looks like they will, they're going to go up 3-1 here in the World Series. We'll keep you up to date on that game as it continues on. Meanwhile, in Phoenix, Arizona, Victor Wembenyama versus Kevin Durant. Phoenix is currently leading 54-43. We'll keep you up to date on that game. NFL trade deadline. It has come, it is gone. Chase Young is a member of the 49ers. Montez Sweat is a member of the Bears as the Washington Commanders and Joshua Harris say, hey, it's it's time to start over. I expect more changes as we continue on here going into the offseason. Maybe, maybe, I think a whole big maybe, uh, Ron Rivera will be on his way uh, out of the door. Uh, later on in the show, we've already discussed this a little bit. Uh, we'll talk about James Harden and his move out to Los Angeles from a James Harris or Josh Harris-owned team, uh, the 76ers, James Harris, or excuse me, James Harden, now a member of the Los Angeles Clippers, waiting on that trade to be official. And then also, and we're going to talk about this momentarily with Brandon Marcello from 24-7 Sports, this evening we have the first release of the college football playoff rankings. Ohio State coming out at number one, Georgia two, Michigan three, and the Seminoles at number four. We're going to go ahead and talk about these rankings momentarily. Shout outs to everybody tuned in all over North America, 300 markets, 300 cities locked in. Thank you so much to everybody listening on the free Odyssey app, Sirius XM channel 158, and everybody tuned in on a smart speaker. If you want to holler at me, it's real simple. It's 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. I'm also online everywhere. That is at JR Sport Brief. So we'll give you an update on the World Series. We're going to get back to the NFL trade deadline. We'll talk about James Harden. But I just mentioned his name, and here he is with us on the line right now. 
to talk about the release of the college football playoff rankings. It is my main man holding it down, Brandon Marcello from 24-7 Sports. Hey, Brandon, how you doing, man? Doing well. Got uh, some trick-or-treating in with the kid, and uh, now relaxing, trying to make sure I don't eat all the candy. Well, is it better for you to eat the candy or the kids to eat the candy? Well, you know what's funny? My kid doesn't like candy. Like, he just won't eat it. The only thing I want to eat is M&M's. So I've got, I got this whole big bag full of anything I want, and I'm having to resist it. Listen, man, you, you hit the jackpot. I mean, if, if your kid and family, they don't want candy, then that's good for, uh, good for them. Might be bad for you, but it's good for them, man. Well, l- let's talk about some of these, uh, these college football teams. Uh, some fan base is obviously upset. Some, I mean, to be expected, I don't think anybody is shocked or surprised with these rankings. Uh, Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State rounding out your top four. And we got some Pac-12 teams there. Uh, Washington at five, Oregon at six, Texas at seven, Alabama eight, and then Oklahoma nine, Ole Miss at ten. What were some of your first uh, thoughts upon seeing these rankings? Uh, I wasn't surprised. You know, the playoff committee – you know, early on, people tend to get upset because it's always a little bit different than the AP or coaches poll. But that's always because they deal kind of in these hard numbers, strength of schedule, all this stuff, head-to-head. You know, they don't really put their guts into the thinking process here. And it comes through in their voting. Um, you know, if you go back through history here, yeah, I, I kind of wonder why we even have a playoff committee, why they pay all this money to fly all these guys in, to North Texas every week and have them sit around and discuss this for hours and hours because the BCS computers, the top four would have been the top four, the same top four in every single year in the playoff committee has been put together. So why do we put people in a room when we still get the same four teams? That's my question. So, it's to build up drama, I think, and then especially here early on when entering the final month of the season, people see Ohio State at number one, and, you know, obviously they're not number one in the human polls, but they're number one in the committee, and that's because they weigh these metrics heavily. And right now they've got two top 15 wins against Penn State and Notre Dame, Notre Dame and that's yeah. better than what Georgia and Michigan have right now and also Florida State. So. As much as we say this is a human factor being into the playoff committee's rankings, it's not. They might as well just be, you know, 12 computers sitting around the desk coming up with these rankings. Brandon Marcello is joining us here at the JR Sport Reef Show, CBS Sports Radio. When I'm going to get back to you on, on the current system because uh, I, I find it to be the same when you look at some of the imagery. Got 25 folks sitting in a giant conference room, long tables to to go ahead and make these decisions. When we get to the final iteration in in about more than a month from now, do you see any of these teams? What team has the the best chance of falling out? And and what team has the best chance of moving up into that top four? Yeah, to me, the best team to potentially move up in that top four is Oregon, which is at number six right now. I think they're the better team than Washington right now, which is at number five. Washington owns the head-to-head right now. When that game was played at Washington a couple weeks ago in an absolute thriller and a classic, Oregon was on the cusp of potentially winning that. If they played that game again, I think Oregon wins. If they play it again on a neutral site, I think Oregon wins. 
And guess what? We, we might very well get that in the Pac-12 championship game in early December. And if Oregon can do that and obviously went out, I think the Ducks will make it into the playoffs because as of right now, the Big 12 kind of played itself out of it. And then, of course, Ohio State and Michigan, who are in the top four right now, they play each other later, of course, yeah. and one of them will not be in the playoffs. So, I, to me, Oregon has the best shot to jump in. The team that has maybe the best shot of actually dropping out, I actually think it's the number one team right now, and that's Ohio State. I'm still not sold on them as being a complete team. Uh, the schedule, of course, has been pretty good. That's why they're number one right now. But, man, Michigan is just deeper top to bottom. And, of course, as we know, they've had their number the last two years. Not just had their number, but just absolutely obliterating Ohio State on the line of scrimmage. Brandon Marcello is joining us here from 24-7 Sports to talk about the college football playoff rankings. You know, we don't see the traditional Alabama sitting here at the top. Uh, we heard uh, Steve Sarkeesian go ahead and try to make his case uh, just uh, less than 24 hours ago, a couple of days ago, uh, about how, hey, we went in there and uh, we, we beat Alabama. And we see Texas currently ahead of Alabama and Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma after Kansas, uh, after that, that defeat, uh, not looking the, the best and the brightest. What are your thoughts on, on kind of that next group there? You know, there's not big, bad Alabama, and I, find it in, I found it interesting that Sark was trying to make his, his point in case to move up higher in the playoff based on that win. I think it's smart on his part. Um, he's not going to get his wish, but it's smart on his part because he knows Alabama's probably going to make their SEC championship game once again. And potentially here, if Alabama were to sprout that upset uh, against Georgia in the SEC championship game, then Alabama would be in the playoff. And Texas might be out, even though Texas would own that head-to-head, even if Texas were to win out. Now, of course, a lot of stuff's going to happen in front of them and behind them and all that. But if you look at it, Texas technically right now has the second-best win in all of college football so far this season by beating Alabama on the road. Washington has the best by beating Oregon, even though that game was at Washington. So there are – arguments to be had for Texas. But the problem is, is that they got that loss on their schedule, which he could argue that it's the best loss of anybody in the top 10 right now, having lost to, uh, to number nine, Oklahoma. So, um, you know, it is what it is. Listen, any of these teams in the top, I would say eight, maybe top nine, have a shot at reaching the playoffs still. Uh, I have a harder time believing with Oklahoma right now because of the schedule, but we'll see. But, you know, Bama, if they went out and beat Georgia, they're in. Texas, I think the Big 12 overall is going to have a very difficult time ahead of them. They might very well be that Power 5 conference uh, like the Pac-12 has been the last six, seven years that gets left out. Well, Brandon, we know, and and before we know it, we're going to see both Texas and Oklahoma competing in the SEC and people have talked about how large of an adjustment it's going to be. Based on what we've seen with that surprise victory, Texas knocking off Alabama, do you think that's been exaggerated? Maybe a little bit. You know, it's interesting. Two years ago, I thought Oklahoma was better built for the SEC schedule because of the trenches. And that's actually kind of flipped a little bit here just in the last calendar year. Texas has really, really done a very good job recruiting 
and preparing for the SEC type of play in the in the trenches, especially on the defensive line, which doesn't get enough love right now, I think, for Texas. And I think the Longhorns are prepared for it right now. I know you've got that head-to-head right now this season, but I think it's going to prove forward going into next year, that very first year, that Texas is the, the more well-prepared team to go week by week by week in the SEC. Brandon Marcellos here with us 24-7 Sports. When it's all said and done, when we have the final four teams, it sounded like you think Ohio State is going to fall out. What is your final four? Who do you think is ultimately, ultimately going to make it in when the humans finish playing with the computers? Well, yeah, exactly. I, to me, I think Michigan is the best team in the country right now. They're the deepest and best. It's just that their schedule hasn't been any, worth anything worth a darn, but it will be near the end because of the schedule improving with Ohio State coming up. But I think it'll be Michigan. I, I think it'll be the SEC champion, which I believe will be Georgia. Um, and I think it'll be Florida State. Um, but you always keep waiting for them to stumble. But I think Florida State's going to navigate the schedule. And um, I think it'll be Oregon. I think Oregon's going to emerge out of the Pac-12 in that rematch against Washington and what may very well be uh, the second best game of the year after their first matchup. Um, th- those are two really well-matched teams. And, um, man, I think Bo Nix is uh, on the cusp of doing something very, very special there to Oregon this season. Hey, it's it's going to be fun to see them continue to play out. Uh, as, as we start to wrap up, I, I do have to ask you about a dude and a team and a program that is not participating in the college football playoff at all this year, not even sniffing it, and that's Mr. Uh, Dabo Sweeney. Uh, we heard his, his rant last night, kind of went off the deep end, uh, being accused of, of not performing based on what his salary is, and he seemed to lose it against a fan, which is like, uh, you know, getting paid all that money and being criticized is, is part of it. What do you think the issue has been overall with the program, and do you see Clemson turning things around into the future without bringing in just an amazing recruiting class. You know, what's crazy is I think the last two years we've all seen this potentially coming because Dabo Sweeney has been so slow. In fact, it's just completely been against uh, overcoming some of these challenges. When I talk about challenges, the, the advent of NIL and, of course, the creation of the transfer portal. He's really only gone out and gotten two transfers out of the portal in this entire time, and they amount to two walk-on quarterbacks, including a quarterback who was at Clemson, transferred to Northwestern, and then transferred back to Clemson. He has uh, not been able to, I guess for whatever reason, adjust like everybody else has around him. And if he did that, he could have fixed his issues at receiver. That's his big issue right now. Could have fixed some of the issues on the offensive line. But his big issue is that receiver, and it has been the last two or three years. It hasn't been quarterback, hasn't been D.J. Riongole, hasn't been K. Klubnick. It's the lack of a game-breaking receiver, which they've been so accustomed to seeing over the last decade there at Clemson. And he could have fixed that easily by going to the transfer portal. Look at Florida State right now, which is on the cusp of winning the ACC. They went out and hit the transfer portal to supplement their roster, and they got arguably the best receiver in college football this season, and Keon Coleman, who came from Michigan State, entered the portal this offseason. You mean to tell me if Clemson went after him that he would not have been interested in Clemson? I think he would have. And Clemson, for their part, shot themselves in the foot. They had an opportunity to improve their roster these last two to three years, and they have literally 
sat there and done nothing. And now it's starting to bubble up to the surface. And, um, you know, I think Dabo's a little thin-skinned. I, I'm sure if you put some truth serum in him, he'd say, man, I messed up these last two years, and uh, I'm really taking a licking now. And he's, he's biting back at people. He's like a, a hurt dog. Um, but I'll tell you what, this offseason, he better hit that transfer portal. He better decide to get with the times. Do you think, especially being at the beginning really now of his 10-year contract, the way he spoke, at least publicly, against that fan, is is he going to see this through, or is he going to kind of ruffle some feathers and maybe get booted in a, a season or two? And I know it's a lot of money, but do you think he's going to see out this whole contract as coach, or is this just a small bump in the road? I, I don't know if he's seen the entire contract through, but I do think he see the next few years through. I, I don't think that um... – Barring something crazy happening that they would try to fire him because one, listen, uh, I know they're all seeing harmony in, in the ACC right now as they expand, but listen, Clemson and Florida State for that matter, they still want out of the ACC. And if they find a way out that is financially possible for them, I think they would still jump at that. And they can't really afford to go, let's go fire Tablet Sweeney's one of the couple of national championships just because maybe we've had two or three bad years under him. They're kind of in it for the semi-long haul with them. Maybe not be a full extent of that contract, but for a little bit. They're at an inflection point as a program, as an athletics department in the ACC. And then also, goodness gracious, I, I would think that the administration there would start putting his feet to the fire a little bit, going, hey, we've built all these new facilities for you. We've done everything for you. We, we've supported you. But you got to get with the times. You've got to hit the transfer portal you got to start listening to us a little bit. Um, otherwise, it would become, a, you know, an absolute drama show, a stage play there. And uh, we'll see. This is the most important offseason of Dabo Sweeney's life coming up. Yep, I'm certainly here for the drama show, and I want to thank Dabo Sweeney for losing his mind, although I still think <laughs> he uh, needs to, to just give a full apology. Hey, Brandon, I want to appreciate you for coming through where can people follow you and all of your work with 24-7 Sports? Yeah, I'm at D Marcello uh, on uh, Twitter and X, and then uh, find me at Brandon Marcello on all of his socials. And, of course, go to 247sports.com for full college football coverage. All right, thank you so much to Brandon Marcello for joining us here, the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. I, 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 I agree with Brandon. One of the first scenes – as, as ESPN started to preview the, the college football playoff reveal and the first iteration and, and what are the top teams here in the 25, and it was all drama-packed. And the drama was literally a bunch of middle-aged dudes sitting around in suits and ties like they were, you know, just, just handing out Halloween candy. Like, we need to have these 25 guys sit down and, yes, it's, it's all part of a production and, and building up the drama. And, and the other element is you want to have some of the fan bases upset. You want to have fans angry and upset and people at the schools and people sitting around at bars. You want people talking about the debate just like we have now, which is why we don't have it just in a, a computerized system like we had in the BCS it makes a whole lot more sense to have people arguing and fighting and this team should be in and how is this team not here and 
it's, it's all for drama. It's all for entertainment. Even though it makes absolutely no sense and is a waste of money, it's, it's not like uh, college football is hurting in any sense or regard there. It's the JR Sport Re Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. On the other side of the break, we just did talk about Dabo Sweeney. Yeah, that contract, that man is not getting the boot to go anywhere anytime soon. I'm going to give you an update. Did he say sorry? Did Dabo do anything? Did he double down? I'm going to tell you on the other side of the break, and then I'll give you an update on the World Series, which is still a beatdown. Let's see if Texas can go up 3-1. to one. I'll fill you in on the other side. Thank you again to Brandon Marcello from 24-7 Sports. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. What you have, you can't even put a price on it because you have a platform and you always handle your platform with responsibility. And for that, I look up to you and I respect you and I appreciate you. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. The Texas Rangers, it's a final tonight. In game four of the World Series, the Texas Rangers beat the Arizona Diamondbacks seconds ago. The final score, 11-7. Texas has now taken a 3-1 series lead. The Texas Rangers have an opportunity to close out the World Series tomorrow, Wednesday night in Arizona, and walk away with their first World Series championship. This was abuse. And credit to the Arizona Diamondbacks, even in what was a, a 10 to nothing deficit, they were still able to, to chop away late in the game. But this was pretty much over from the get-go. In both the second and the third innings, the Texas Rangers decided to drop five runs apiece. It's the first team in World Series history to score five-plus runs in consecutive innings. A matter of fact, to start the scoring off in the second, the Texas Rangers hit for the cycle in that second inning. The last time that we saw this was the Braves. They last did this in 1991. And so this was a tough watch. And congratulations to any of the Diamondback fans who sat through this 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 mess. This was more than a mess. This was a horrific beatdown. The Diamondbacks didn't come through and and really get anywhere, if you want to consider it close, until the bottom of the eighth, where they were able to to go ahead and push the score to 11-5 after Gurriel Jr. uh, home run. And then in the bottom of the ninth, they were able to tackle on two more runs, making it 11-7, and that is your final score. It looks like the Rangers, even with uh, Adolis Garcia out for the rest of the World Series, man, 
the Rangers needed to make a statement, and they sure as hell went ahead and did that. You know what? I do want you to hear this run that pretty much got everything going. It's Corey Seager. This man hit a home run in the second inning to push the score early to five to nothing. Take a listen to this. The lefty-on-lefty matchup here. Seager flying out to deep left center his first time, and he drives this one deep out into right center field, sailing out of here. Corey Seager with yet another home run. His third here in the World Series, his sixth this postseason. Texas 5, Arizona nothing. Courtesy of the Rangers Radio Network. I know Adolis Garcia, uh, he might be out right now. And if you do want to hand an MVP over to someone, all things considered, if Texas holds on and wins the World Series, you you might want to go ahead and give that trophy to Corey Seager. That sounds like a safe bet. 855-212-4CBS. Anthony is here from Birmingham. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Anthony? Hey, JR. How are you doing? I'm excellent. What's on your mind, please? Hey, so uh, originally I'm from the Dallas market. Um, I went through the heartache of 2010 and 2011, was there for the David Freeze game, and I think this immaculate run the Rangers are going on is amazing. And for Marcus Simeon, who's been struggling this whole playoff, step up with Adolis Garcia out, um, it's just been fun to watch. Just kind of want to get your thoughts, what you think the rest of the series would be like. What do I – oh, man, let me – well, this is an easy one, Anthony. When You're up 3-1. What do I think the rest of the World Series is going to look like? Maybe the Diamondbacks are able to snatch one more tomorrow, or maybe they're they're just cooked. We knew that tonight was going to be a difficult game, especially both of these squads having to patch things together on a on a bullpen game, especially for the Texas Rangers with Max Scherzer uh, going out, and then them having a dip into the bullpen yesterday and Gray having to come on. You knew this was going to be a bullpen game. And Texas had to really go forward and make a move. And they did. Garcia done straining his oblique. Max Scherzer done. Done because he's old and he's been done for years. And so the Texas Rangers, they do what needed to be done. I mean, you, you can't go into a baseball game and expect to win I don't know, 11 to 7. You don't go into a baseball game with an expectation that you're going to go up, you know, 10 runs to nothing or 10 runs to one. You you don't imagine that. That's that's abuse. That's bludgeoning another team. You just hope that it actually happens. And that's what it did tonight for the Texas Rangers. 11 to 7. They are one victory away from hoisting their first World Series championship. The Texas Rangers have been around since 1961. The fans have waited long enough. Let's see if they can get the job done. Or, or, the last time that we saw the Arizona Diamondbacks in the World Series, they had a little bit of magic up their sleeve against the New York Yankees. And then tonight, I mean, their fan base certainly hoped that they had some type of magic, but they didn't have it. Let's see what they do tomorrow night. The Texas Rangers have an opportunity to close things out. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. When we come back, we're going to hear from some of the athletes that are participating in this World Series. 
Corey Seager just spoke with Ken Rosenthal. We'll hear from him. We're going to talk about more of the plays. The voice of God, Bruce Bochy, I'm sure that he will go ahead and speak to the media. And the Arizona Diamondbacks, they lick their wounds and try to stay alive tomorrow night. We're going to get into more of the NFL trade deadline. We'll talk more about the college football playoff. We'll get into the World Series on the other side. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. I've been listening to you maybe 10, 11 months, and I always appreciate you being poignant, intelligent, and exacting when you have to be. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. We talked about it right before we went to the break. Peter Schwartz also gave you an update. The Texas Rangers knock off the Arizona Diamondbacks tonight. The final score, 11-7. At one point in the third inning, the Texas Rangers led this game 10 to nothing. And with this win tonight, the Texas Rangers, they are one win away from winning their first World Series championship. That will be tomorrow night where they'll have an opportunity to go out there and close them out in Game 5. This was a wild one, as I just told you, 10 to nothing after the third. And the Texas Rangers, in picking up this victory, they have won 10 straight road games. That is the longest streak in Major League Baseball playoff history. The Rangers have won 10 straight road games. They are also the first team in World Series history to score five-plus runs in consecutive innings. And you know what? Let's let's go ahead and listen to – Let's listen to some of the ass-whooping. Let me remind you, too, in the second inning, the Texas Rangers, the team collectively, hit for the cycle. So whatever type of hit that you wanted in the second, the Texas Rangers, they came through and they gave it to you. The first score of the game came via a wild pitch. But then Marcus Simeon, he decided to hit a triple, scoring two. Let's take a listen to this call, and all of this audio is courtesy of the Rangers Radio Network. The 1-2 pitch, swing, and a line drive toward the left field corner. That is a fair ball just inside the line, all the way into the corner. Tavares scores. Jankowski speeding around third. Marcus is headed to third. Here's the throw. He slides. He's safe at third. Two-run triple. Marcus Simeon. Rangers lead it 3-0. 3 nothing in the second. Corey Seager has been like a man on fire. He steps up, and he hits a two-run bomb. Still in the second, it puts them ahead. Five to nothing. So lefty on lefty matchup here. Seager flying out to deep left center. His first time, and he drives this one deep out into right center field. Sailing out of here. Corey Seager with yet another home run. His third here in the World Series. His sixth this postseason, Texas five, Arizona nothing. Okay, now let's get the hell out of the second inning. 
let's fast forward not too far, but to the third inning. Jankowski, he decided to hit a two-run double to extend the lead to seven to nothing. Swing and a drive into center field. Base hit for Jankowski and a sliding stop by Thomas of Sorts. In to score is Young and low. Heim goes to third. Jankowski's at second with a two-run double and the Rangers lead seven to nothing. Well, well, Shep, there's a there's a little bit there's a little bit of excitement, right? He's excited now. Well, that's the other guy. Oh, I'm, I'm, who am I mixing up? Every team has two broadcasters. At least most teams have two broadcasters. Wait a wait a damn minute. Wait a minute. One guy has life, and the other guy is like a, a wet paper towel. You said it, you couldn't say it any better, Jr. How does the enthusiasm and the excitement of, of beating up on a team in the World Series not extend to the other guy? It's a great question. You know what? Let forget that wet paper towel, man. Let's listen to Marcus Simeon extending the lead to 10 to nothing in the third. And here's a drive high into the air, deep into left field. Guriel going back to the wall. He leaps, and it is gone. A home run for Marcus Simeon. It's a three-run shot, and the Rangers are in double figures at 10 to nothing. Okay, now, now let's keep this in mind. Texas won the game 11-7. to seven. I want to go back. You heard the excitement of that home run. Shep, you mean to tell me, when we listen to the, the home run in the second inning, the guy it's a different guy? No. No, the, the, no, the guy is the same in the second and third. It's a different guy in the ninth. I don't know why baseball does this, but it's, it, it is a different announcer based on the inning, and there's no rhyme or reason to it, JR. Like, it used to be they used to alternate. This is stupid. Well, let's listen to the, the final call. Is this guy going to fall asleep? He's sleeping, right? Uh, this is uh, as boring as a wet paper towel, to, to quote you accurately, JR, and that's what this sounds like. Let, let's listen to the final call here. A long hold, and here's the pitch. Swung on and popped up, first base side. Nate Lowe near the Ranger dugout says he has it. He does. The ball game's over. The Rangers lead the World Series three games to one. A uh, little, little bit more excitement. Just just a little bit. Yeah, this is dumb. Yeah. Why the hell you want to pay? What is that, three people on the radio broadcast? Well, three? I, don't know, I don't know if, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I, and I, I think I would speak for any person in radio who doesn't know this. Uh, I don't know if there's an analyst. I know, obviously, every single regional network Every single syndication has an analyst on TV. I don't know if that's the case for radio, at least in baseball. In basketball, that's I, I know for a fact in if, basketball, they always have a radio you, analyst and the play-by-play guy. If you're going to have three folks sitting there giving play-by-play for what? Like, yeah. put, do play-by-play and put, put somebody who actually knows the game there. I don't know. Right. Well, you were talking about Kevin O'Connell and the acquisition of Josh Dobbs and how that's about as exciting as, you know, him getting a ham sandwich. I think he sounds more exciting to get Dobbs than Eric Nadal does as a broadcaster when they go up 3-1 in the World Series. I don't know. Maybe this is something that he's, uh, he's called in his dreams for, for years. So maybe uh, he can't do it in real life. Anyway. This man isn't just excited, he's determined. 
because he's actually playing the game. It's Corey Seager. Corey Seager spoke to Fox. He was with Ken Rosenthal after the victory. Yeah, now he's one victory away from a championship. Corey, you guys suffered a tough blow today, losing Adonis Garcia. What was the mindset of the team coming into tonight's game? Um, you know, we miss him. He's been a big part of what we do. Um, we're trying to go out there and win this one for him. So um, we're just hoping he gets better this offseason, but we're going to continue to keep going forward. What was said at the hitters meeting? Um, he spoke, actually. You know, that, that, that took a lot of guts out of him to come out there and speak. You know, we know how he feels. He wants to be out there with us, and it really fired the guys up. Home run in the double tonight. You looked like you were uncomfortable on the home run coming around the bases. What happened there? Uh, no, I was fine. You know, it, it just, we got a good win. You know, Heaney, with what he did, that performance, to come out here and really shut them down, you know, it was a great team win. Corey, you're one win away from your second World Series title. What would this one mean to you, considering all that this team has overcome? Yeah, you know, it'd be awesome. You know, anytime you can put yourself in this position, it's where you want to be. So this team, this organization, would be a big one for us. Yeah, this is a big move for the Texas Rangers to have his acquisition uh, kind of bear fruit. Let's keep in mind, Corey Seager, yes, he won that 2020 championship uh, in the, the, I don't want to call it the bubble, but he won it in that pandemic year with the Dodgers. And then in 2021, the Texas Rangers said, hey, Here's $325 million over the next 10 years. And if you think about what he's been able to do in the postseason, even Fox decided to take the approach of comparing him to Reggie Jackson. Through 77 games, Corey Seager has 19 home runs, Reggie Jackson 18. They have the same amount of RBIs at 48. Now, Everybody's waiting to see if uh, Corey Seager can just pick up another World Series championship. But hell, man, I know Dolis Garcia, we won't see him the rest of the postseason. Uh, Corey Seager certainly doing his part uh, to carry them through into another championship. One more game, and the Texas Rangers can have their first championship in franchise history. That game will be tomorrow. And, and moving forward, up on the mound, Nathan Avaldi, he got smacked around that first go-round. So he'll have an opportunity to go out and, and redeem himself. Meanwhile, for the Arizona Diamondbacks, Zach Gallen will be on the mound, and he will try to extend their season by, at minimum, one more game. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. Don is here from Birmingham. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Man, hey, thank you for taking my call. Um, listen, uh, what uh, what did you do on that uh, uh, announcement on baseball game and stuff? It's the same thing you do in football. The, you have your main announcer, and then you have the uh, the guy with him that surprised the uh, what they call the color. So, and they in baseball is traditionally they kind of swap off for the fifth and sixth inning, and then you let a guy break. But it's the same thing in football. You have a, you have your announcer, and you have a guy that's with him. That's, he's supposed to add color, you know, insights, little known facts, stuff like that. Yeah, well, I think the difference, and thank you, Don, for calling from Birmingham. Baseball has a different pace. It goes by innings. Now, let me let me be clear here. For a guy who talks four hours a night and talks and talks and talks, 
to sit down and call a game, of which I've, I've, I've also done, not at a professional level. It's not an aspiration. You do it, man. Just sit down and do it. Ain't nobody need no damn break. JR. That's why they got timeouts. Come, we don't need no breaks. Like, stop it. For what? Yes, and there's a – hold on, Shep. There's, there's a difference between a football game and a baseball game. If you find a baseball game and a guy needs a break from talking, he's doing too much because there ain't enough action, man. Like, stop it. Vince Scully ain't sit down and uh, he needed a break. Go, what, what happened, Shep? You took the words right out of my mouth. Your favorite broadcaster, my favorite broadcaster, did it for about 70 years. And was the best. Yes, and, and never. And did television, right. did television and radio. And, and JR never did it with another person. Now, there were television broadcasts that he partnered up with somebody, of course. But mainly, when he did Dodgers baseball games, he never had a partner. And he it wasn't never until, took a break. It wasn't until he was old where they started to, to siphon off to, quote-unquote, give him a break. Like, I don't know. Look, everybody can have their opinion. But the idea of we need to have two people here and swap out here for a baseball broadcast is stupid. Have a consistent voice. Let them work. Let the audience become familiar. You know what? I'm going to take a break. Okay? When I come back, Shep, me and you are going to alternate uh, breaks the rest of the show. Make sense? <laughs> I don't think the majority of the audience would want that, JR. Yeah. Uh, but but I, I get where you're coming from, though. No, it doesn't. It makes It makes no sense. It's just... Absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, it's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Trust me, I'm going to take a break, and I'll be back on the other side with Shep. And we're going to continue to talk about the World Series, the Texas Rangers after their victory tonight, beating down the Arizona Diamondbacks. The Rangers, one victory, one more victory, makes them World Series champions. The NFL trade deadline came and went. The college football playoff rankings, they were revealed this this evening or this afternoon. And then, yes, James Harden. Not too long after we got off the air last night, James Harden traded to the Clippers. So we got a lot to do, a lot to discuss. If you want to holler at me, it's 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Trust and believe this. We're going to hear from some of the coaches, too. Yeah, World Series almost done. Enjoy it. We only may have one more game of baseball. Enjoy me. I'll be back on the other side. It's the JR Sport Brief Show, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.